You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 436, Introduction to the Parables, Part 2. So last week we introduced this this idea of talking about Jesus' ministry and what he taught and how he taught. And we looked at different aspects of, of the way Jesus presented the kingdom of God because that was the central thing of Jesus' message. Uh, pretty much every one of his teachings was centered in some way or other around the kingdom of God. But when we turn to the, the parables, we see even more so. Many of his parables actually start out by him saying the kingdom of God is like or the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he'll tell a story to illustrate that. Now, I'm going to start off today with the parable of the sower. Um, another uh, name for this parable is the, the parable of the four soils. And it's this picture that we get of a, a farmer, uh, of, a, uh, of a guy planting seed, and then what happens with that seed in the different soils. So listen to what Jesus said. This is from Mark 4. Um, he said, and he began, uh, Mark 4, 1 through, basically 1 through 20, and again he began to teach beside the sea, and a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea, and the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower or a farmer went out to sow, and as he sowed, as he tossed the seed around, some fell on the path, birds came and devoured it. Others fell on rocky ground where it didn't have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil and produced good grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirtyfold, sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. And he said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So this was the parable. This, what Je- this was what Jesus taught the crowd as he was out um, preaching and teaching. Now, the disciples and those who were hanging out with them weren't satisfied with just this. They came to Jesus in the next verse and said, when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parables. And he said to them, to you it has been given the secret of the kingdom of God, but for those outside, everything is in parables. Interesting. And then Jesus begins to explain this parable of the sower, the parable of the four soils. He said, Do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? Interesting statement, because it seems to indicate that understanding this parable is going to give us insight, is is going to help us to know how to interpret the other 
parables. And then as Jesus explained it, he said, the sower sows the word, and these are the ones along the path where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground, the ones who, when they hear, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no root in themselves and endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. And others are the ones sown among thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches, and desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. But those that were sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. So, what is Jesus saying here? Well, he's obviously describing four soils, and these soils are indicated as the hearer's heart. How does the hearer receive the gospel? How does the hearer receive God's word? He says the first uh, level of soil is along the footpath where the soil is hard and the, the seed can't penetrate. He says the, the, the devil comes and immediately snatches that seed away. Um, this is the person who, who just can't comprehend. The, the seed doesn't go into inside of them. Um, interesting. He says this is uh, this is not really the place we want to be. We want to um, not have this hard soil, but the reality is some people do. And then he talks about the rocky soil, the ones who there's rocks in the soil and the roots can't go down. So they spring up, but as soon as something bad happens to them, they start having tribulation or they start enduring persecution, they fall away. And then this one, the third one, the, the soil that has thorns. I think this is oftentimes where many Christians find themselves in our world today. Um, he says the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and desires for other things enter in and choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. How many Christians do we know? How many Christians do you know? Maybe you are one who would just say that your life is not really fruitful. And it's because of the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and this comes whether you have or don't have. Um, we're all, we all deal with this, the deceitfulness of riches, and then the desire for other things. He doesn't say they're bad things, but they're things that take our attention away from God. And then he says the seed that was sown on the good soil are the ones who hear the word, accept it and bear fruit. And what's fascinating is he says 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100-fold. Well, in, in the first century, uh, the farming, uh, the agricultural society that they lived in, they didn't have a lot of agricultural science. They obviously got by, but uh, from the literature of that day, a, a seven- or eight-fold uh, return on their seed was normal. A 10% return was in it's considered a really good farming season. So when Jesus said 30, 60, and 100 fold, the, the hearers would have probably smiled or laughed and thought, well, that's crazy. Who, who gets that kind of a return on their seed? But remember, we're talking about the kingdom of God here. And so the seed returns much more than uh, we would think. 
So remember we talked about last week, the, the parables are designed to present a lesson. And so the lesson here is clearly that the seed is being sown uh, in different ways. It's sown by, by preachers, evangelists, as people read the word for themselves, as they go to church, as friends witness to them. The seed is being sown, but it's not always being received. And so there's four choices here. There's the hard soil along the path. Uh, they, the, the seed just can't penetrate. And that's a sad state of affairs. And then there's the rocky soil. These folks here, they have an experience. They feel something. And there's a response, but they don't last. And then there's the soil that's, that's in the, 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 the seed that's thrown in the soil with the thorns. And the thorns come up and choke the life out of it. And remember, that's the um, cares of the world, deceitfulness of riches and desires for other things enter in and choke the word and proves unfruitful. But then there's those that are sown on good soil, and that's really where we want to be. So, so I think the question as we read this parable, as we study this parable, is what do I have to do to move my heart, to move the soil of my heart to a place where it's considered good soil? Where when God's word is preached and taught, or when I read it for myself, or somebody shares it with me, it finds a home, it finds a place in my heart, and it bears fruit. It bears fruit in the way that, that I live my life. It bears fruit in uh, the, the people whose lives I touch. So when we talk about bearing fruit, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot going on there. But understand that Jesus wanted us to bear fruit. And that's the goal when he shares this parable, is to get us to that place where the soil of our heart is good, and we can receive um, the word when it's preached or taught or even when we read it ourselves. So a powerful parable, and it really does help us to understand some of the next ones. And in, in Matthew 13, that particular parable, I just read it from Mark, but in Matthew 13, you have that same parable again, but you've also got another uh, chapter full, a long chapter full of different parables. And there's... Uh, really interesting things here, but I'm going to read just a couple of them to you and talk about them. Um, this one, and we've all heard this one probably, he put another parable before them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It's the smallest of all seeds, but when it's grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and has become a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. Well, what does this have to do with anything? Well, I think it really there's probably a twofold meaning here. First of all, in the first century, the, 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 the kingdom of God was, had been declared, it had been inaugurated, but they didn't have a very large presence. It was the smallest of all seeds, and yet it became the largest of all the garden plants and has become a tree so that many uh, millions and billions of people over the centuries have found rest in its branches. So I think that's one of the meanings. I think a second meaning is even in our own lives, um, our faith may start small. Our understanding of the gospel may start small, but what can God do through us if we allow that seed to grow in our lives. What a powerful parable from Jesus. 
Um, Jesus told another parable. Again, this is from Matthew 13. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven a woman took and hid in three measures of flour till it was all leavened. Now, it doesn't take much leaven to put into dough to cause it to rise. And in the same way, we see the, the influence of Christians throughout the world, throughout the centuries, where they have a big impact on their world. And you can say that about the church. You look around the world, the church is doing more good for more people every day than any other organization on the planet. And it has for years. More people are being fed. More people are being educated. More people are being loved. More people are being counseled. More people are receiving help and hope in their lives because of the presence of God's people. So a little bit of leaven goes a long way. And then one more. One more I think is, is really interesting. Um, this is the parable of the net. And this is a bit of an eschatological parable, talking about the end times. But listen to what Jesus said. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, I thought Jesus was only supposed to share happy things. That doesn't sound very happy. Well, I think it's really important is that the, the as, as we're talking about, the kingdom of God has started, but it's by no means been completed. And... The, the kingdom of God was inaugurated when Jesus stepped into history, God in the flesh, but it'll be finished when Jesus returns to set up his kingdom. And, you know, I think sometimes when we talk about eschatology, we, 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 we've maybe learned our eschatology or our end times teaching in the wrong places. And I think it's always good to go back to what Jesus said. And Jesus said that when the end comes, the, the angels are going to come and separate the evil from the righteous. And there's going to be this, this division. Um, you know, maybe that's not exactly what your picture of the end times is. You know, we, we hear teaching about, you know, the church is going to be snatched away and we're not going to have to go through anything bad. And I just don't find that in the Bible. When I read what Jesus had to say, he says things like this. At the end of the age, the angels are going to come and separate. There's going to be a judgment. And uh, he's going to take away the bad and preserve the good. And, you know, that may not quite fit in with your theology, but I would say let's spend time reading the parables and, and, and seeing what Jesus had to say about the end times and then lining it up with what Paul had to say and what Revelation has to say. And I think we get a better picture of what the end times are going to look like. Well, I'm going to stop there, but I want to let you know uh, before we wrap up, this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, New Testament Snapshots. New Testament Snapshots is a, a wonderful study of 12 of the lesser-known people in the New Testament. People you might have heard of, you might not have heard of, but I think taking a look at them is going to help you. You know, when you go through a photo album or you go through the pictures on your phone, every picture tells a story. 
There's a, there's a memory. There's, there's something behind every picture that you've kept. Well, it's the same in the New Testament. When we read about these guys, these girls, and there may only be a few verses about them, but there's enough there to tell an interesting story of someone who made an impact on their world with the gospel of Jesus. Well, friends, I'm going to wrap it up there. I'd love to hear from you. We're going to look at some more parables next week and uh, you know, maybe tie this thing up as we've kind of delved into a bit of Jesus' teaching. Um, but, uh, but I'd love to hear from you. Go to davidspell.com, leave me a question or comment um, about today's uh, episode. Make sure you drop off your email address there so that we can stay in touch. I can send you my free newsletter periodically. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again next week on Leading and Learning.